welcome to Walk Folk Podcast episode three and today it's all about breast illness awareness with special guest Leanne Brown. So Leanne Brown, you might recognise her from Cheshire Housewives. She's also an author. Let me just take a look at my notes here that I've got. Um, she is a philanthropist. I said it right. <laughs> a conscious creator and she's also got the business with love leanne um where she sells amazing conscious products and her instagram is absolutely amazing it's so uplifting everyone needs to go check both of them out so um leanne your story is so amazing so you didn't really know what you'd never heard of breast illness awareness you've got your implants in um and then you had them took out in november 2019 so start there Doubt your story. When did you first realise that something was off? Um, right, so I had mine in 2019, uh, November. So it was the year before that that I found out about breast implant illness. Just randomly, I got a, a DM on Instagram and I was thinking about having them replaced anyways because one of them had encapsulated um, for a second time. This is my second set of implants that I had. The first set I had when I was 21. Um, so I was very young and I had really small boobs and I wanted to um, have just have bigger boobs, felt like it would fit my frame better and um, just fitting clothes nicer and all that kind of stuff. So um, I didn't do a lot of research initially, I'll be honest. Um, I just wanted bigger boobs and um, I was actually uh, a dancer at the time as well, so that obviously everybody in, in that industry was having it done, and it just seemed like the yeah. next time something that it was just easy to do. And um, but yeah, so I had them done the first time; it encapsulated really badly. So after I had um, my first child, Hallie, um, I went to have them redone, and when they took them out the first time round, he put like a really um, it took put tubular implant in for my for my body frame, and I remember waking up when I had them done the first time and I was literally swollen like the whole way across the chest you know that middle your, your cleavage it was like the same level as my boobs it oh. was so it was like one big boob um and when he took them out one of them had like folded inside of me and calcified so it was um almost like somebody had squeezed the end of it and folded it and yeah. um, so that, obviously that wasn't good so when I had them done the second time was when I was 27 and um, I had a I chose a plastic surgeon then and did a, a bit more research and um, they were sm a bit smaller, they weren't as big as they were originally so um, that fit in my body better. They did start to encapsulate a little bit after the first, um, after I had them done again. But can you, um, just before you go any further, can you just explain what a capsulate means for people who don't fully understand what that term means? around your your implant that is made from your your body it's almost like your body's trying to protect it like almost get get rid of it so it forms this capsule and everybody's capsule is different and um, if you start looking at people's when they've had them removed um some people's it's just like a little bit of skin it looks like on the outside mine um, was really really thick and you have, wow. to, have to like physically put into them and it's really important if people are having them removed to remove them with the capsule it's called a capsulectomy um, because if there's any ruptures or anything that capsule actually keeps the implant the ruptured implant in place so it will prevent more leakage into the body which is really dangerous um, so yeah the a capsule the capsule forming was the, 
my boobs never really went soft and natural. Um, some people's go quite firm, and so, I mean, one of my friends, hers went rock hard. They were literally just like they were stuck on. Yeah. Um, but mine worked out as that, but they were always quite, quite firm. And it's the one that I'd had the encapsulation the first time. It ended up doing it again. So, um, but I lived with it. It was I, I liked the shape, and it wasn't giving me any. Um, any problems so I just continued with with um with the implants as they were for, for a long time um I had um so it was about obviously the, the couple of years leading up to when I had them out things just weren't I was having all these um niggles and aches and pains and um allergies um I had headaches and it just seemed to get progressively worse I'd get a cold I couldn't get rid of it and um so because of my um, implant, I had a bit of trauma that happened to one of them, and that's what led me to thinking, right, I need to do something about this, because it started being painful in the implant that was that was encapsulated. Yeah. And um, obviously, when I found out about the um, breast implant ills, I looked at all the symptoms, and obviously realised I had quite a lot of the symptoms. Um, so, going through the symptoms, um, I had things like headaches, fatigue, a uh, bit of brain fog, I had a lot of allergies, um, like with food allergies, also like allergies making me sneeze, like antihistamines, I used to have them all year round, not just like hay fever season. Wow. Um, then one of the main things with me was like body aches and pains, like I'd continuously ache and that got progressively worse leading up to me having them out. Um, I had a sacred iliac dysfunctional joint, which means when your hips tilt out of place, and kind of it touched my um, sciatica nerve, so it mm. caused a lot of problems um, for a long time. And I lived with that for such a long time. And, like my back was always aching. Um, at one point, I went for a scan. I was seeing a chiropractor regular, and I went for a scan um, to check it out. And I had like some deterioration in my, you know, your spine, like your what you call your vertebrae. Um, and I just thought, oh, well, that's just natural progression of, of obviously getting older and things like that. I was always very bendy. I was doing gymnastics as a, as a child. So yeah. um, obviously with the dancing. So like, I always was bending my back and stuff. So I was always like quite hypermobile. Um, but that's one of the main things that, that literally disappeared when I had my implants out. My back just completely got numb. Like we just like, I remember waking up um, and then just after a, a few days really because yeah. I used to get out of bed and I used to be like an old woman like hobbling yeah. around and my back used to be so bad especially at the time of the month it was like more of a hormonal thing yeah. um, and um, that's one of the things that after a few days of being lied down and not being mobile that's that's I would have been in agony because obviously the more I'd get up and walk around the better it'd be but obviously when I've you know, had an operation you can't do that yeah so after like five days of me like lying in bed and like not doing much and then realising when I did get out of bed, I had no pain. So was it literally life. like that? It was like you recovered it, from your surgery, got out of bed and it was literally like all your symptoms had gone? But even like, you know, when you get up to go to the toilet, obviously being uh, when I, after I had the surgery, even that, it, was, it took me a few days and I was like, oh my God, I can't, my back's all right. And like, it's completely fine. Yeah. And that's the story of so many women, Marie, that people, they literally have them out and feel better. Like the brain fog goes, the body feels better, the eyes, like people, are, 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 women I've seen with like eyes, like all um, really red and, and just so sore, the skin irritation and, and so much. I literally look, 
book 10 years younger from the day before they have them out to when they have them out and they, they take yeah, it like well, it takes time for your body to detoxify yeah. but instantly you'll feel a difference well it'll be kind of like it takes your body a while to detoxify but it'll also take a while for all of them symptoms for, to build up as well upon you so i think the problem with a lot of these um people who have these implants is they the symptoms build up over a while and cause they're already small symptoms like allergies, having a bit of a cough, maybe having a cold, having aches and pains here and there. They do just put it down to things like, oh, maybe I'm just getting older or maybe it's just this and they brush it off. But when you think about it, it's, it's a lot of different things all over and over. Um, I remember you saying to me that you had a big problem with bloating as well. And that's one of the main symptoms, isn't it? I remember looking at the symptoms the first time I found out about it and thought, whoa, that is such a fast way of like symptoms yeah. but they're all like silly little symptoms almost not silly that's not the right word but it's like things that you could easily just like brush off and you're not really yeah. like so that's why a lot of people are, are missing it i think but like you say it's they're looking 10 years younger as soon as they're as soon as they're getting them out it's wild yeah so i'll just go through a few of the um so there's vertigo, brain fog, fatigue, joint pain, hair loss, dry skin, um, dry hair, um, back pain, neck pain, bloating, muscle pain, breast pain, depression, no motivation, dry eyes, memory loss, autoimmune disease, liver issues, thyroid issues, and even cancer. There's been now um, obviously links to the ALCL cancer, which is, um, we'll get it right, it's anaplastic large cell lymphoma, and it's basically the BIA ALCL they've named it, and they've directly linked it to um, breast implants. And it, it, they're saying it's only a select few of the implant um, manufacturers that are obviously making these textured implants. Yeah. And the scary thing is, these are the implants that they usually give in to patients that have had cancer, had mastectomies, because of the um, texture it adheres to the muscle more because there's no tissue for it to stick to. So what happens is the, it, the, the fluid collects between the implant and the capsule or a nodule in the capsule because of the texturized implant and um, that's how obviously the, the cancer is formed. So they've been banned in France and uh, but they're still circulating in the UK. There was a big recall on them and I can't tell you, I mean, not only have I had like hundreds of women contact me after I did the post about it um, saying they're worried about the implants and stuff and, but um, there is so many women that are still trying to fight to get them out that can't actually on the NHS because they've been recalled or going back to the surgeon and they don't want to know they're being turned yeah, away it's, it's, it's so sad but this is the main thing that it's like women for like years and years this has been happening from, from the beginning of women having implants they've been flagging this up saying that it's not right and they've not been feeling well and the implants are making them sick and they've been brushed under the carpet um, and being made to think that they're imagining it and they, they, they've even now come with a black box warning the FDA have, have issued a black box warning on implants but how many patients are going to get to see that black box warning, warning when they're going into a consultation to a surgeon uh, they're going to just show you the implants, not going to show you that, oh yeah, but by the way, which should be law, that they should have to tell all the facts and make, make an informed decision, you know, mm. um, and that's all that we, we want to, like, get out there, the awareness to make sure that, that women do know all the facts before they go ahead and have the surgery. 
Um, do you know what you taught me earlier and it's so amazing I want you to go over it a sec um, so I want you to just talk about how you know when you're getting a foreign body put into your body and how your body rejects it do you mind just talking about that a little bit more yeah so um, when you put an implant or anything it could even be like a, a metal plate or something you're putting something in your body that is not meant to be there yeah. and our bodies are so intelligent that they your liver sends enzymes to seek out what is in your body that's not meant to be there these enzyme line, enzymes land on the implant and over time they break that shell down so inevitably this then leaks out into your system slowly um, and that's why it's because it's so gradual. I mean we're told, a lot of um, women have been told in the past, I'm not sure whether they're still told this now for a consultation for an implant uh, augmentation, but I know I was told because the first time I was told they could last forever, just get them checked every 15, 20 years. And then the second time, um, I was told, get them checked and see if they're all right. If they're all right, then you'll be all right to carry on. And like some women have had them in over 20 years and the, honestly, the removals that I've seen, horrific, like the moldy inside of the body, they've literally, I mean, when I took mine out, not only were they so tough, like the capsule was like, like rubber. The capsule, is that they, your actual, like your actual body that's encapsulated around it? Fold it, yeah. yeah. So obviously they're saying about the capsulettes we're pulling it out in the capsule. So they're like two um, round um, red balls. It's, it's like almost like a second skin that your body's formed because it's so clever. Yeah. And when they, when they cut into it, then you have to peel it off the actual implant. So I had a bit of a gel bleed on one of mine and um, one of them calcified so it almost like started it's almost like a it's almost like looks a bit of a mold like a white mold if you will yeah it's was, like toothpaste isn't it yeah if you think that's like it's obvious that it's going to cause problems in your body because it's that toxicity that that's that's leaking out into your system um and i mean the chemicals and neurotoxins and carcinogens that, that are actually formed this capsule that, that the silicone is in this blew my mind when you told me these ingredients earlier. Literally blew my mind. I literally thought when people are getting implants in, I thought it was just a piece, a piece of silicone and that's it. When you told me all these ingredients, I actually can't believe it. Sorry, I'll let you tell them now. <laughs> yeah, so these are just a few of them and then there's, there's so many. But it's like talcum powder, lacquer thinner, printing ink, metal cleaning acid, aluminium, arsenic, lead, mercury, just to name a few um, of ingredients that go into implants like the capsule and it's just insane and it's no wonder they come with a black box warning but it's 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 so sad that women are, are just not being not being told the truth when they're getting coming to these consultations and yeah. that's what um there was a channel for um, dispatches documentary that a lovely i did a short little bit on it just basically saying um what my symptoms were um by a lady called abby eastwood who's um uh, she's a radio dj but she's basically um had all the symptoms and had her implants removed and then wanted to go on and, and raise awareness so there was a, a documentary on it which was good and she started up there's um, a really good um a support group on Facebook called um, UK Breast Implant Illness and Healing Support Group. I'll say it again because there is quite a few different ones on there, but they'll all be beneficial. I'll put it's it in the description UK, as well. Yeah, UK Breast Implant Illness and 
half thousand members yeah um, and that's gone up over a thousand fifteen hundred since since i had mine out so it's just bringing that awareness to it and it's so good because on there if you, anybody's worried you can look up join it there's so many um so much advice on um, surgeons that they've used and before and after pictures if anyone's worried about the surgery what they're going to look like after which only depends on your own um body your skin that like how big you were before how like yeah. big you've gone you know you might need an uplift or there's lots of different options when you have them out um so yeah, I mean, ultimately, just try and not have the moon in the first place and try and be happy with what you've got, ultimately, love yourself. Well, this is what we were on about earlier, because a lot of the females who are getting them in, it's it's expensive enough anyway, isn't it, having them in? But then you don't, they might not realise it down the line, they've then got to pay again to have them out or to have them yeah. rectified. And, and a lot of women, they're like, they'll get themselves into debt to have them in. And then when they need these problems rectifying, it's like, they haven't fully fought it through. They've wanted them in so much. And they've like literally got them on finance to get them in. And then when there's problems with them and they need them out, they can't afford to do it. And it's so sad because the dangers surgeons need to be taken more of a responsibility they need to be given all the warning signs like you mentioned about the black box warning that comes on them um and you know the black box warning is the same as the black box warning that comes on a um, pack of cigarettes so then it then makes you think like are they as dangerous as cigarettes are because we all know how dangerous cigarettes are and like you know you mentioned yourself the people who are getting these implants aren't being told this and the yeah. surgeons need to be taken more responsibility yeah i mean it was important to me to have a surgeon that was kind of admitted that there was a breast implant illness was a thing and he was yeah. one of the surgeons the guy that did it um he it was a guy called guy stern in uh, midland hospital and he was one of the guys on the breast implant support group oh yeah, and there's many, many women that have used him, and I would have been happy, I think, if I hadn't had my, um, I had a nipple inversion correction, and he explained how, like, sensitive his tissue is, and really, like, um, you're supposed to obviously try and keep them in the shape of the brow and everything initially, so they can mould back to your body properly, and because I had a nipple correction, um, I had a big sponge on the end of it, and it caused compression, so it really flattened my left, my left boob, so I was left with, like, one that was like normal small but normal would have been happy if they were both like that but really flattened so, so then this one really you had the sponge in was it inside of the bra and the bra is supposed to give them the shape but then there was a black bra put in there and that caused one of your boobs to go a different shape then yeah it was like literally it was always, always going to be a bit flatter uh, a bit smaller sorry but it was literally i looked like a boy on one side and then the other side had a bit of a boob so um like you mentioned when we spoke about what would you say uh, anyone that's considering to have breast implant illness and this I <laughs> considering having breast implant illness <laughs> do you mean having breast implants in considering I had literally nothing on one side 
I'm so pleased with the result. I just wish I'd have known about it before. So there is different options for people to have other than just going down that route. You know, if they're really unhappy, I would have I would have left mine if they if they looked the same. I didn't mind them yeah. being small. I was fully aware that they were going to be small. Obviously, some people have that have excess skin have an uplift after you know on the same time rather um just to make them perky uh, you know and in the right shape but mine was so mismatched and so this one was so deformed yeah. so i've had them i have had them um sorted by a guy called demantis rainis in uh, lithuania and i would never have recommended anyone to go <laughs> abroad to have surgery but honestly the surgery is impeccable the, the what is done because when you have them removed they have to cut the scars lower than your own natural scars so they're usually visible on your upper abdominum he's literally cut my scars and lifted them under my breast so Ooh. you can't see them and um, he's just completely reshaped them like i've got actual i mean they're not far off as big as they were before now but i will apparently because it's fat it does some of it absorbed back into your body which i'm totally fine with yeah. i'm just happy that they look the same and they're a nice shape and i'm just honestly can't fault that look into um this guy if anyone's like considering any any surgery even because it's so much cheaper out there as well and it's insane like you just get ripped off in england <laughs> it's insane like really badly and the standard is amazing over there they have to study in plastic surgery not just cosmetic surgery and you can't just like there's a lot of surgeons that are just surgeons like for anything like they're just going to cosmetics and they've not been trained in it wow. and that's where a lot of the problems occur you know um it's because they see the so money yeah. signs they see the money signs like that's where i can make the money and it's dangerous yeah. isn't it yeah, it's really dangerous so yeah definitely just know the facts um get all the information like i said the, the facebook page is amazing for all advice and it's just really supportive of women on there or um how they're feeling after and how long it takes for your toxins to release out of your body and obviously that depends on what if you've had a leakage or you've had a rupture or anything like that but there's um there's hundreds of like hundreds of um hundreds of thousands of women that have had problems and and now it's almost like it's almost becoming a bit of a movement to embrace your natural breast you know yeah definitely women are actually coming around to going back to natural and yeah Frozen on your side. <laughs> Are you still there? <laughs> it looked like it was going to say something then, but then it stopped. <laughs> We've been having so many technical issues today. Oh, I'm starting to hear you again, but it's still frozen. I'm sure it'll come back on soon. <laughs> Oh, right, I can hear you now, but it's just not changing on my side, so... <laughs> what what were you up to? What were you speaking about before it went off? Um, you're just saying about getting, make sure you make an informed decision and get all the facts. And am I still frozen? Am I frozen? No, like, it's, it's actually moving. As soon as you started talking again, it started moving again on this end. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> um, no, it's just like, am I, am I doing that? <laughs> You're frozen, um, lovely. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just really important to if you are considering uh, breast 
and illness. I mean, some people can't be persuaded otherwise and just make sure that you get all the facts and know what you're letting yourself in for. Because like you said, there is a, a possibility that, I mean, that you, you, you could have a rupture in a week, you know, you could, your body could reject them immediately. This isn't something like, it, just, it could just happen, but ultimately, over time, they are going to be wearing down inside of your body and toxins are going to be released in your body and they're going to, um, they're ha- they're going to have a detrimental effect effect on you, either on your health, either sooner or later. Yeah. So just consider all the options and um, make sure you use something that's... Um... The thing is, it just really annoys me that I, like, I was looking at some articles of some women that have had them out and quite a few of them, it was like, oh, she decided to get them out because um, she just... She didn't like to have she didn't like to have big boobs anymore, and um, and then she felt a bit healthier without them. Not really, still admitting yeah. about the words breast implant illness, because it's just like even when I went to see uh, the surgeon, he was like, "Well, we have said we've, we've seen that people have improved when when they've had them out, but not all the time. There is some symptoms that might remain." And it's just like it's just about time that it's admitted as an actual illness and not brushed under the carpet so these women are made to feel like they're imagining things yeah there needs to be more studies on it there needs to be more studies so that people can actually see because it's so widespread it should be easy to collect the data it's just people have to know that there's actually something wrong don't they but um one thing that's really occurring to me about this is like I've noticed a trend of more and more women starting to have them taken out and like you said they just did it because they wanted to get smaller boobs or whatever but I feel like it's part of the awakening that's happening and people learning how to properly love themselves again and come back and like reconnect with their own body. Yeah definitely and what a beautiful thing that is isn't it? Yeah it is it's totally gorgeous um we should all be empowered to love our own body no matter we're all different we're all unique we're all different colors shapes sizes and people just need to learn to be like this is what i look like i don't care what society says is trendy or you know everyone just needs to be like hey this is me (laughs) one of them definitely 100% yeah oh well do you know what i'm so thankful to have you on today for episode three thanks so much for coming on oh it's breaking up again sod's law this is definitely um a sign that we need to wrap it in (laughs) yeah it's totally gone on my side i don't know whether you can actually hear me but thank you so much leanne thank you namaste